Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hello and welcome to the Healthy Herb Podcast, a place of information and inspiration for the home herbalist. I'm Bridget Doherty of the Solidago School of Herbalism, coming to you from a bridged island on the coast of Maine. In today's show, I'm talking about creating your own home herbal spa day. Before we get started, I want you to know that I'm not a doctor, nor do I diagnose or treat people. What I share is based on my own experience and what I've learned from my mentors. Ultimately, I want you to be empowered in seeking and achieving your own version of optimum health. I want you to be inspired to connect and relate to the common plants that grow all around you. Together, let's make home herbalism be as common in the everyday household as cooking a healthy meal. Now, without further ado, let's have some fun and dig in. Well, I have declared the month of March to be the month of nourishment. Granted, all months should be months of nourishment, but I really want to focus on different ways that we can nourish ourselves in the month of March. And I think it's important in March because, at least for me and where I live, it's the end of winter, the beginning of spring. Um, And it really, you know, feels like a time where it's important to support our bodies and our health before the mania of summer that comes. And it's a nice time to take pause and really build our health intentionally before the summer season kicks into gear and it's just go, go, go all the time. So today I want to focus on creating an herbal spa for yourself that is a great way to nourish mind, body, and soul, but definitely a way to nourish your skin and a way to really enjoy taking time to, for self-care. Now, this is also something you could do with a small group of friends, or you could even... Um, you know, once you've practiced a few times, you could um, host herbal spa days for pay for your local community, which is what I have done in the past. I started doing herbal spa days for friends uh, close to 20 years ago, and they're just so wonderful for baby showers or um, bridal showers or, you know, ladies' nights or birthday parties, you know, whatever you're celebrating, an herbal spa day is a great way to celebrate it. 
So my intention with this podcast is I want to go through my the typical spa day that I present to people. Um, and I want to talk about the different treatments that I offer and how you can make them at home because they are all easy to make at home herbal treatments. And then um, I want to talk about why I choose some of the herbs and foods that I choose in the spa. And also, I want to get into briefly um, some herbs that you could enjoy internally that can really benefit skin or that are aside from the spa day, but just highlight a few other herbs that I think of as being skin allies and why that is. So that's what we're going to be delving into today. So the Herbal Spa Day, a lot of these remedies can be really simplified. So I'll say what I like to do and then how you can totally simplify it to even maybe one ingredient or how you can uh, change it if you have super dry skin versus super oily skin. But a lot of these can be used for all skin types by design, because if you're doing them for big groups, you're going to be dealing with uh, lots of different skin types. So that's I've designed these for large groups. So basically, the way the Herbal Spa Day goes for me is I start with a refresher, just like a kind of a first face scrub that really brings circulation to the skin. And then we rinse that off with a warm tea infused wash rag. And then we'll do an exfoliant, a deeper exfoliant that's more rough, that can really get into the pores. And then we rinse that off with a warm wash rag. And then we do a steam, which we can turn into either a hand soak or a foot soak or first a hand soak and then a foot soak. And then while we're soaking our hands and feet and exfoliating our hands and feet, we have a mask on our face that can really help to pull out any blackheads or um, you know deep, deep things in the pores that we want to pull out, as well as to help to, to shrink the pores. And then we rinse that off with a wash rag, and then we tone. We use a toner, um, and then we do a moisturizer afterwards. So that's what I'll be getting into um, into detail. So to start, I love to start with the orange rosemary oat refresher that I make, and it's very easy to make. If you have a blender, I basically take, uh, a, and this makes a large amount, so you can just use a part of an orange, but if you take a whole orange, you peel it, and you put it in the blender, and then you take a bunch of rosemary, fresh rosemary, chop that up and put that in the blender, and then a handful of oats, rolled oats, and put that in the blender. And you blend it all together until it makes kind of like a chunky gruel, so to speak. Now you can adjust the amounts so that the texture, the consistency is what you want. I usually don't work with exact measurements. When I'm in the kitchen or when I'm making herbal remedies or anything, I just kind of go by look and feel and what I have available to me. But generally you want it so it's going to be it's going to be able to kind of stick to the skin a little bit. It's not going to make like a really solid mask. So the orange and the rosemary are really high in antioxidants, the and bioflavonoids, especially the orange and 
rosemary is just very high in antioxidants, which is really healthy for the skin to help prevent free radical damage, especially if you do this on a regular basis. And it really, the orange especially, and the rosemary actually both really help to bring the blood flow to the surface of the skin. So it really helps to feed the skin and nourish it with your blood. And it gives you a nice rosy glow, but it's also extremely cooling. I mean, sometimes on the hot summer, you can take it right out of that you can refrigerate it so it's very cooling. But even if it's not refrigerated and you just put it right on your skin, it has this really nice cooling effect. So it can really kind of calm and cool some really chronic inflammation if you have it. If you have it on your face or let's say you have eczema, like a chronically inflamed eczema somewhere else on your body, you could try to put this on and see if it cools it and has any benefit. And then the oats are there. Oats are wonderful for the skin. Very softening, very soothing, very anti-inflammatory, and very nourishing for the skin in general. So basically, it's these three ingredients, throw them in the blender and apply them. Something, if you don't have fresh rosemary, you could put some dried rosemary. You might even want to rehydrate your dried rosemary a little bit with like a little bit, just a tad bit of some warm water and just let it soak for a little bit before adding it to the blender. So that's the rosemary oat refresher. Apply it to your skin. You can even kind of rub it around your skin a little bit on your face and then just let it sit for a few minutes or however long you, you're comfortable with it sitting on your face. And then you can just rinse it off in the sink if you want. What we like to do in the spa days is I'll I'm usually bringing all of these items to a location. So what I'll do is pre-soak wash rags. Like have you ever been in a plane where they give you like the hot wash rag to like wash your face? It's the best thing, especially if you're on like a long overnight flight. Usually those are international flights, I think, that do that for you or really maybe first class. I don't know. I just know I've gotten it at least once in my life and it was amazing. So you can have these like wash rags that are pre-soaked in a hot tea and then you just roll them up and maybe put them in a um in a crock pot just to keep them warm as like an insulated container for them you can even warm them in the crock pot until you're ready to use them on like a low warm heat you don't want them too hot because you don't want to burn yourself but it just feels so nice so you have this nice cooling rosemary oat refresher orange rosemary oat refresher and then you wipe it off with this warm chamomile tea soaked washcloth and that's just really delightful so the chamomile is also very soothing and cooling to inflammation and just a very nice herb for the skin it smells good and it's mild and it's just very soothing for the skin So once we've washed off our orange rosemary oat refresher, we move on to a more serious exfoliant. And you can make your exfoliant with as little or as many ingredients as you want. Usually you want to have a base of oats. So rolled oats again, and these all are going dry into a blender or a food processor. Those little mini food processors are really good for this so you can make small batches. So rolled oats and then, which is the base, and you're going to add water to it eventually before you put it on your skin. So the oats really make a nice absorbent base to it. And then you want something that's going to be rough on the skin. 
So uh, poppy seeds are really nice, and we often already have those in our cabinet. Uh, dried lavender flowers are nice, or crushed almonds are nice too. So you could just get raw almonds and then you know throw those in the blender and with the oats, and they'll grind up to make a nice exfoliant. So one or all three of the poppy seeds, lavender flowers, and almonds. If you're doing it for a big group, usually I leave out nuts in case there's any potential nut allergies in the group. So, But if it's just for yourself and you happen to have almonds, you can throw those in. And then I, I like to have ro- rose as a, as a herbal theme kind of throughout the spa because rose is just so good for the skin and it smells so good and it's just romantic and seductive and it is an herb of love and joy and so it's just a really nice herb to put into your herbal spa throughout your recipes. So I will usually in the exfoliant I will put in some powdered rose petals and you can powder rose petals in a coffee grinder pretty easily or rosebuds. And so that's the basis of it. It's basically oats, poppy seeds, or lavender flowers, and then a rose petal powder. And that's dry, and that can you can have that sit on a shelf for a long time. I mean, that's relatively shelf-stable. The almonds, if you put almonds in it, it's less shelf-stable, but still pretty shelf-stable. And then right before you use it, you want to wet it. So you can either wet it with water. I like to wet it with rose water, which is a rose hydrosol. And then you just make a fine kind of paste out of it, an exfoliant paste. And then you take a small amount, like a teaspoonful or a tablespoonful, somewhere in that range, and just rub it on your skin in small circles, especially in the T-zone, which is the forehead, the nose, around the nose area, and then the chin, which is tend to be where people break out the most. But also on the cheeks is nice as well. And just small, gentle circles. You don't want to like scar yourself or like totally abrade, you know, take all your skin layers off. But it will take the dead skin layer off and it will start to get into the pores if there's any blackheads or whiteheads or dirt or grime in there and really kind of help to release it from the skin. And then a lot of it will kind of stay on the skin. So you want to rinse it off after that. You can rinse it off in the sink with a plain wash rag, or you can have a stash of these heated wash rags soaked in tea specifically for your herbal spa day. So you'll take your second heated wash rag and another herbal tea that's great to infuse your wash rags with is green tea. Again, it's very astringent, so it's tightening to those pores, loaded in antioxidants, generally really beneficial for the skin. So you rinse off your exfoliant with a nice warm wash rag. Sometimes you can just like open up the wash rag after you've kind of wiped it off and just let it sit on your skin as like a little mini steam. That feels really nice. So once you've rinsed off your exfoliant, the next thing you want to do is to steam your face. So steam is also really beneficial if you're having any sinus infections or lung infections. 
um, if you tend to run really cold and you feel like you need to warm up. Um, but it's also really beneficial for the skin where it helps to um, open the pores. And then if the steam water has herbs in it that are beneficial for the skin, then that steam water can will sit on your skin while you're steaming and for a few minutes afterward as well to help to nourish the skin. So making a steam is really easy. You just take a pot of water and heat it up until it's boiling and then remove it from the heat and then put in aromatic herbs so it will smell nice and they'll release their aromas. Aromatic herbs that I like to use are any herb in the mint family like lavender, sage, thyme, peppermint, apple mint, spearmint, any of those herbs. And, you know, honestly, if you're doing this in the middle of the winter, you're just like whatever you have at home, you're going to work with, you can just go into your urban spice cabinet. And even if it's pizza seasoning, you could throw that in there because that's going to be, you know, oregano, thyme, basil, all of those mints, which is great. Or just some thyme is nice. Or if you, you could go through your tea bag selection. And if you have mint tea or chamomile tea, you could throw those tea bags into your steam. Whatever you have is fine. If you don't have any herbs, even just the warm water by itself is fine as well. Also, linden blossoms is really nice. Now, when I am making my steam, I'm also thinking that this steam is going to turn into my foot soak and my hand soak. So herbs that have uh, really softening and soothing qualities to them that you're going to be soaking your feet in are also really helpful to put into your steam water. So again, the rose is really great for that. The linden is really great for that. And comfrey leaf is also wonderful for that as well. You take your, your herbs that you're going to steam with, you put them in the pot that has been removed from the water, and you put a lid on it so that, they're, so that they steep for a while. Not only it doesn't have to be long, five minutes, whatever, you still want the water to be really hot. And if it's just yourself, you can just use that pot for your steam pot. If you're doing it with friends or in a larger scale, what I like to use are the plastic tubs that you would wash dishes in, like those just tubs. They're pretty inexpensive. I think they're called dishwashing tubs, maybe, or storage containers that are plastic. So they want you want to have them be wide enough that you can put both of your feet in them to soak. You can also find like aluminum. Uh, if you don't like the plastic, you can find aluminum tubs as well, or some sort of metal tub, although those might be pretty hot with the hot water. Whatever works for you. Old pots that you get at the Goodwill, like really big pots that are like dedicated for foot soaks are fine as well. So we have our steam and we want to bring it to away from the stove top and to a table where we can lean over the pot with a towel over our head. So we take the lid off the pot or we have our steam tub and we put our head over it and then we make a tent with a towel so that we collect all of that steam in our tent. Keep your eyes closed and just take some really deep breaths. This is also so calming and so relaxing, just really beneficial for 
mind, body, and soul. The steam tends to be one of the most favorite parts of the herbal spa day for people when I do it on a more of a professional scale. And, you know, you can stay there as long as you want, as long as comfortable. You don't want the steam to be too hot. You don't want to burn yourself or burn your skin. So you can start with your head pretty high up from the steam. And then as it cools, you can move your head closer into the pot or the tub as you go. Once you're done steaming, you can put that pot, that tub on your lap or on the ground, and you can either soak your hands in it first and do a hand scrub, or just put your feet in it and kind of do a foot scrub with your feet and then put it in the steam pot. I often find our hands and our feet are a lot more sensitive to hot water than we think they're going to be. So oftentimes, the steam pot is still too hot to comfortably put your feet or hands in. Our hands are a little bit less sensitive than our feet generally are. So you can start as with a hand soak, plus you don't want to necessarily soak your hands after soaking your feet anyway. So you can start it as a hand soak and then move it to being a foot soak. So I'm going to get into how we're going to create a scrub for our hands and for our feet and then continue on with our facial experience in just a moment. But first, I want to thank the sponsors of the podcast today for helping me to bring this content and information to you for free. Our first sponsor is NordVPN. What's more important than peace of mind? Nothing. And that's what NordVPN is here for, to give you peace of mind while you are online. And with all of the threats that you face today on the internet, it is more important than ever to be sure that you have the best VPN you can get. You can use NordVPN on all of your computers and devices. And with NordVPN's unlimited bandwidth, you never have to worry about a slow connection either. Plans start at under $4 per month. So grab your exclusive NordVPN deal by going to nordvpn.com slash believe, that's B-L-E-A-V, or you can use the code believe, B-L-E-A-V, to get up to 70% off your NordVPN plan, plus one additional month for free. It's also risk-free with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee. And thank you to our sponsor, Way, spelled O-U-A-I. Turn your shower into an escape with the gentle, skin-softening Way Melrose Place Body Cleanser. It balances your skin without stripping it or leaving unwanted residue. It gently cleanses and nourishes at the same time with a luxurious lather. And it offers skin-softening oils in a hydrating blend. Experience the new way Melrose Place Body Cream and Body Cleanser. Your body, your way. Go to T-H-E-O-U-A-I dot com and use code BELIEVE, that's B-L-E-A-V, to get 15% off your entire purchase. That's 15% off your entire order at T-H-E-O-U-A-I dot com code B-L-E-A-V. And now back to the pod. So we were talking about turning your face steam into your hand soak and then your foot soak. 
So what we're going to do is we're also going to scrub and exfoliate our hands and also scrub and exfoliate our feet before we soak them. So you can make a really nice hand scrub and foot scrub. I usually make like a hand scrub and then I might add a little bit more exfoliant to it for the foot scrub, but it's kind of up to you. It might just be easier to keep one, keep it one and the same. And one of the things that I really love to put in my hand and foot scrubs are fresh mint leaves. So if you have access to fresh mint leaves, that's really a great way to go. But if you don't, then you can maybe find some at a grocery store or your local co-op if they have any fresh herbs. Sometimes they'll have some fresh mint or you can use some dried mint. That's totally fine too. It's just not as decadent, I would say. So in the in the hand and foot scrub, I like to also put in some salt and some oil. So it's very different from the face scrub because our hands and feet are a lot rougher than our face. The skin's a lot rougher and we often can have calluses, um, especially on our feet. So we want to both scrub it a little harder, but then also offer some moisturizing oil to it. And I mean, you could take this on a whole nother level and you could do just hand and foot spas if you wanted and kind of ignore the face and really zero in on the hands and feet. So it's more like a mani, pedi kind of spa, I guess. So the foot scrub has salt in it, and I like to do a relatively you know, medium coarse salt, like a pink Himalayan salt is really nice because it's also pretty. And uh, an almond oil, if you have that, or if you have olive oil, if all you have is olive oil, that is fine too. Or even sesame seed oil is nice, just as long as it's not the toasted sesame seed oil, but just plain sesame seed oil. And then definitely the poppy seeds and then fresh mint. I like to chop up, you know, kind of mince the fresh mint and then combine. So I'll combine in a bowl the salt, the fresh mint and the poppy seeds. And then I'll add just enough oil so that it make it comes together and makes like a scrub. Some people might use sugar instead of salt is another option as an exfoliant. You've heard of sugar scrubs, surely. For the hand scrub, I would maybe put in, you know, maybe a little bit less poppy seeds or maybe use lavender blossoms instead of the poppy seeds, but either is fine. And you can play around with it and see what works for you. So we can have the hand foot exfoliant ready for us on the side and we can have our steam set aside and cooling a little bit so it's the right temperature for our hands and feet when we're ready for it. But before we start soaking and scrubbing our hands and feet, we want to take care of the mask that is going on our face first. So let's talk about our face mask. Now, there is every option that you could possibly imagine under the sun as far as things that you could create a face mask with. Anything from yogurt to honey to ground up squash or whatever. But I'm going to tell you what my favorite face mask is. And if you have something that you prefer, you can do that as well. 
So I really like to have a face mask that has a base of French green clay powder. There's lots of different clay powders, like bentonite clay powder, and there's a couple other ones. But if you can find the French green clay powder, that's my favorite. It's the softest and the smoothest, and I find the best for making masks personally. And that's the main base. And then I like to also have honey in it. So the honey and the clay kind of counterbalance each other, where the honey really helps to bring moisture into the skin and is, and is very hydrating. And the clay is very dehydrating and very drawing. So if you have a really oily skin, you could do a mask that has just a base of clay. And you can leave out the honey if you want, and it could be clay and water. If you have very, very dry, sensitive skin, you might want to leave out the clay and just have a base of honey, which is very moisturizing. You could do just a mask that is only honey on your face, and that would be very fine, very healing, very moisturizing, very nourishing. You could do a mask that was only French green clay with water, very drying and very absorbing and very drawing and astringing, like pulling out things if you have like a lot of oil and blackheads. But for me, I like to go, you know, halfway in between. So I will have a French green clay powder. And then what I like to add to it is my rose flower powder as well, which I put into my exfoliant, but I also like to put a bunch in, mix it in with the French green clay, an herb that is also really nice to mix in instead of rose powder would be linden flower powder. So if you can get linden blossoms, either cut and sifted or whole dried, and then you can powder them in your coffee grinder. So you make a nice powder. And that can be added to the French green clay. And that's super emollient, very um, soothing to the skin. It's, it's a demulcent internally and an emollient externally. I've also just done a mask that was ground linden and water. And that left my skin feeling so soft and wonderful. So that is also an option. Say if you're already doing uh, linden nourishing herbal infusions, so you already have a bunch of it, you can just take that linden and powder it in your coffee grinder and add water and apply it to your face. And then it, I mean, it doesn't make like a solid mask like you picture the French green clay will, but it it will kind of dry onto your skin and then you just kind of dust it off. You don't even have to rinse it off and it is just really nice on the skin. You could also, um, with your honey, it could be herbal infused honey. It doesn't have to be just plain honey. So if you have uh, rose infused honey or violet flower infused honey, you know, any of these herbal infused honeys that you want to put on your skin, that's totally fine as well, or mix it in with your clay. Like I said, it can be as simple or extravagant as you want to go or as you have the ingredients for. So in a small bowl, I'll take my French green clay powder, put that in the bowl, and then I'll do whatever powdered flowers I have. So whether it's rose or linden, and you want to powder them fresh. I mean, you want the dried flowers, but you want to freshly powder them and add them because they will deteriorate and lose their smell and their healing properties pretty quickly after being powdered because flowers are so delicate 
Other flowers that I like to powder and put in masks are violet flowers, dried, or marshmallow flowers or hibiscus flowers. Not the, not the hibiscus that you turn into tea. That's that really hard outer part of the hibiscus. But if it's actually like hibiscus petals that are really soft and delicate, and powdering those can be like really beautiful on the skin. So you can play around with that. But basically, the basic mask is. Rose powder, French green clay powder, you know, maybe two parts of French green clay powder to one part rose powder. And then I like to add some honey just to make it into a paste. And then I like to add rose water, hydrosol, as well to thin it out a little bit. And so basically just, you know, making it the consistency by adding a little bit of this or adding a little bit of that until you have a nice wet pack that you can easily rub on your face. The wetter and the thinner it is, you know, the thinner it's going to go on your face, the thicker the mask is, the thicker it will go on your face. It really doesn't matter. It's whatever your preference is. It's going to dry a lot faster, the thinner it is. So once you have your mask and you can totally play around with it, but once you have the mask that you're working with, you can just rub it all over your face, just avoiding your eyes. And you're going to leave it on your face for probably 10, at least 10 minutes until it dries or until it gets uncomfortable or until you just want to wipe it off. And you're going to wipe it off with, again, a nice warm, wet washcloth. And if, if your washcloth is heated with tea, then all the better. It could be green tea. It could be the chamomile tea, or you could consider a hibiscus tea. Now I'm also talking about the hibiscus, where it's the calyx of the hibiscus, your classic hibiscus that you make tea with that makes like the red zinger tea type of hibiscus. And that is also like loaded with polyphenols and antioxidants and is astringent and also really beneficial for skin as well. So that can kind of be a nice after mask, astringing rinse. So meanwhile, we put our mask on. And while we're sitting there with our mask on, then we can really spend time with our hands and our feet. So we have our hand exfoliant all ready to go. And so we're going to scrub our hands and then soak our and then you can either wipe your hands off before putting them in the soak or you could just put it in the soak, which is nice because you'll have some of those oils and some of that salt that comes off of the hand exfoliant in the water that you're soaking your hands in. And, the, you know, salt water is really nice, very softening for skin as well. So soak your hands for a little bit, have a dry towel ready and waiting for when you want to take your hands out and pat them dry. And then put your steam water, which has become your hand soak water, on the floor, exfoliate your feet, and then put those in and let those sit in the steam water. And you can always add more hot water to your steam if you want or cold water if you need it. Um, Sometimes when I'm doing spa days for people, I'll just bring around a kettle of warm water and I can top off people's tubs to, to keep them warm. Sometimes people need me to add cold water to cool them down so they can actually get their feet in the water. So adjust the temperature as needed. If you're doing it for yourself, you could like set up your whole station so that on one side of you, you know, you have a pitcher of cold water and on the other side of you, you have your tea kettle that has hot water in it 
so you don't have to get up <laughs> once you put your feet in the tub and then you can adjust the temperatures as needed. Might take a little extra prep in your spa station, but could be a fun way to go. Okay, so you have your mask on, your feet are soaking, and if you want, you could put um, over your eyes, you could have cooled cucumber circles to put over your eyes, or you could do um, something that I like to do is just to take a green tea bag that I have pre-soaked and put in the fridge so that they're like cold but wet green tea bags and then put those on your eyes. So that's really nice too. And just relax. All right, once you're feeling like you're ready to rinse off your mask or you've just rinsed off your mask and you're done with your foot soak, you take your feet out of the soak and pat them dry with a dry towel. Then you can tone your skin with a rose water toner. So just plain rose water and just put it on a cotton round. And then you can just like run that all over your face or you could use witch hazel if you want something a little bit more stringing and rub that all over your face. And then you want to moisturize your face with like the tiniest bit of jojoba oil or an infused coconut oil, like inf rose infused coconut oil is really nice. Just a really small amount um, just to bring a little bit more hydration in. Jojoba oil is great because it's from my understanding, it's actually not a true oil. It's a plant wax that's liquid at room temperature, and it is the most close in plant waxes to our own body's sebum, which keeps our skin moisturized. So that's a nice option. And then your face is done. And then if you want, you can do a foot powder. Uh, you know, after you've dried your feet, that is like powdered dried mint leaves with uh, baking soda in equal parts and just to kind of soothe the, the skin and to dry it and just to give it that minty, fresh smell and feel. And then you're good to go. After doing this, you know, you've definitely peeled away and some dead skin and you have your new skin really exposed. So you want to be careful with your skin after doing this for a day. You don't, you know, you'd like to avoid really strong wind on your face and you'd also want to avoid some really strong sun on your face. If you wanted to do like the most basic, that's really involved and really fun, but you could just do the most basic spa where you'd like maybe rub some orange juice on your face for the for the rosemary refresher instead of the orange oat refresher. A quick little exfoliant with just some ground up oats and poppy seeds. A quick steam with some mint tea bags that you have in your cabinet. And then a mask with just plain honey. And then a quick rose toner, rose water toner, and a quick moisturizer with jojoba oil. That could be a really way to really simplify this if you wanted. Or you could just do one, one thing out of this whole conglomeration of treatments. Just one thing, just an exfoliant in your shower maybe every other day or something. Just play around with it. See what works for you. There's a whole bunch of different books out there that are herbal spa related. I don't really have any that I 
totally love that I can off the top of my head recommend to you, but they're basically a bunch out there that are just full of a variety of recipes that can give you ideas if you want to explore further. And then real briefly, I just want to mention a couple other herbs to think about if you um, are really wanting to work with some skin health. Yarrow tincture is really great if you have acne that is infected or any sort of like skin infection on your face. Then you can spray some yarrow tincture on your face that could help to fight any infections. Plantain leaf is so great for any sort of itchy, irritated redness anywhere on your skin. So either a poultice or infused in oil is just a really nice thing to have in your skincare toolbox. Burdock root internally over a long period of time, whether it's a nourishing herbal infusion or a tincture, can really help to support the liver and is really effective at helping to relieve like chronic skin conditions. But it, but you really have to stick with it for like three months before you determine whether it's working for you or not, because it is a slow worker, because it's really working with the foundations of health instead of being a quick fix. Calendula is a really commonly loved and known herb that really helps with skin care. So you could add calendula at any point throughout the spa day in any of the recipes that I mentioned. Calendula infused oil is really great for skin, also helps with any scar scarring tissue to help either prevent or to break, you know, soften scar tissue. Sage, culinary kitchen sage is also really nice as far as um, having astringent and antioxidant properties to it, fighting infections, and toning tissue. So that topically may be in the mask or a tea on your washcloths or as a spray mist toner. And then witch hazel, I mentioned witch hazel briefly, but you know, just the, the witch hazel that you can buy at the pharmacy or health food store in the liquid form, using that as a skin toner or even instead of soap for cleaning your skin, just putting that on a cotton swab and rinsing your face with that can also be really helpful. And so those are some herbs that you could dive deeper into exploring if you're really working on um, helping your skin and nourishing your skin. So I hope that this episode of the podcast has been inspiring to you. I hope you found interest in it, and I hope it gives you some ideas that you can take and run with. I'd love to see more people out there offering herbal spas to their friends and family or general community, because I think it is a really wonderful way to both nourish ourselves, to nourish our skin to nourish our friendships, and it can be really fun to do uh, in small groups with just to really feel like you're taking care of yourself and each other. If you liked this podcast or any of my the podcast episodes in the past, I would love for you to rate and review, uh, especially if you're listening on iTunes or Apple Podcasts. That just helps more people find this podcast and put the 
information of how to take care of yourself with herbs into more people's hands. And that's really what my mission is and, um, you know, spreading, spreading the herbal knowledge and the wealth of the herbs and the value of the herbs and helping to improve all of our health. So help me do it. Maybe even tell a friend about the pod. I'd appreciate it. You can find me on Instagram, Facebook, my website, where you can sign up for an informational and inspirational newsletter at soladagoherbschool.com. Thanks so much for listening. I'm Bridget Doherty. Until next week, be well, let intuition guide you, and have fun with herbs. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.